too many Tic Tacs in the town. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3.38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. Another banger. 198. Golf We'll never make it to 200. I swear I thought we were 200 last week. Someone said congrats on 200 this week. I thought we were there. It's 198. The Blair Witch Project. A podcast. Golf Landia. 198. Forever 198. That's another banger. What is it? In your eyes? Alita? I don't know. Banger. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, sponsors first. Old Navy. This podcast brought to you by Old Navy. It's fine. Buy clothes for more, more money. Who cares? Buy Old Navy. It's fine. Newest sponsor, fake sponsor, Clear Choice Teeth. You've seen this ad on TV. Clear Choice. The guy who's a blackjack dealer in Vegas who gets five to six compliments a day, which is close to 2000 a year, on his teeth. That's probably a good brand to buy, right? Have you ever gotten any compliments on your teeth? This guy gets five to six a day on his teeth. Uh, DK contest and squeaky chairs. You'll hear it throughout the podcast. I've had this chair for 14 years, $45. Why pay more? I am not a stuff person at all. I don't wear watches. I don't buy Rolexes. I don't buy fancy clothes. Blah, 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 blah. I am, I am so not spendy. So the chair works fine. It works fine. I don't need fancy shit. Who cares? Can't take it with me. DK contest. DraftKings contest. Here is the caveat for the DraftKings contest this week. Brought to you by DraftKings. 300 entry, $5 single guaranteed prize pool. I'm allowing bozos and ding-dongs this week to enter the contest. The additional part of it, typically I have a joke, hotty, hotty, ha, Johnny Jokers, about a giveaway that's not true. This week it is true. 
if you enter the $5 single entry on my Twitter feed I and you win it, you win the contest, you're not going to come on the podcast. I just don't have time to produce that anymore. My team doesn't. We don't. Maybe one day or not now. But you will get a custom fit Vokey wedge, meaning like you pick the, you want 46, 48, 52, 54, 56, 58, 60, 62 degrees, right hand, left hand. What do you want? High bounce, low bounce, black mat, uh, you know, chrome finish. What do you want? And then engraved, stamped with whatever you want. You're going to win that this week. That's a, a legitimate actual contest. I know I have dug myself a hole with this stuff by offering bullshit prizes that don't exist. But this one's real. So enter the contest. I had a dream the other night that Jeff Feinberg tried to kill me. And I had that in my notes because I never remember any of my dreams, but this one was vivid and I'm trying to unpack it with my therapist as to why Jeff Feinberg in a hotel room would lure me up there, show me something in his closet, and then try to kill me. What does that mean? Why would Jeff Feinberg try to kill me in a dream? And it was constant, chasing me around the hotel, driving me back to his place where he lived. I don't know. I don't know. What we do align on, me and Jeff Feinberg, is Tony, Tongue, and Finau. We have, I've been on this guy forever. Made a great amount of money this week. Nice houseboat money. Really nice houseboat money. Houseboat money with upgrades. But... I mean, over the course of the female career, yes. I mean, it it less than pays back for what you've invested in him. However, not being on Tony Finau during a win would be much more painful. But he made no mistake. Even if he did not succeed in the playoffs, he made no mistakes to lose. None. He was flawless for Tony Finau. Even the mistakes that you thought that that's it, that par five in the shit, off the tee, that's it. The provisional, that's it. That's where you blow up. Nope. Part it. That nine footer for par, that's it. You're 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 gonna you're gonna two putt for double bogey. Nope. Made par on eighteen. Bunker on approach. Seven-footer for par. That's it. Cam Smith's going to win by default. Nope. Made it. That's the difference. And so Finau is elite in, what, off the tee, irons, uh, elite bunker player. And now, now he's a clutch putter. Pretty good wedge player. Some distances, yes, not, not great. But the guy doesn't change emotions throughout the entire round. At all. He's he is steady. He'd be terrifying. He will be terrifying at Ryder Cup. This will open the floodgates, in my opinion. You get this win off your back. I think he's gonna fucking swamp people now. I love it. 
And this week, so Fino was last week. Fino, DJ Kepka, two of those, not so great. Connors, I think, is this week. Corey Connors, legend. Long driver, great driver of the ball, driver heavy course, bent grass, Augusta. Corey Connors had a great week last week. Extremely reliable ball striker. Four days, no cut. Guy who can make a ton of birdies and eagles. Corey Connors. And by the way, can we talk about Team Ping for a second? Because Tony Fino is part of Team Ping. Let let me let's review the Ping pros of 2021. Louis Oosthuizen, Ping, Hovland, Finau, Champ, Sink, Tyrrell Hatton, Connors, again, Harris English, multi-winner, suddenly. Neiman makes every cut. Bubba, Michael Thompson, winner. Mito Pereira, next up and coming. Haggy, doing well. Seamus Power, winner on tour. Is there a greater endorsement for Ping in the G4-25? G I've had players talk to me about Ping, and they don't even play it. They're like, that's the best driver on tour. What an endorsement for that brand. A, a sincere, authentic, objective endorsement for Ping. All these guys, these are our favorites. That is a brand story for that club. And that hat. And that brand. Just keep wearing the ping hat. Pay whatever you want to players to wear that ping hat. It has absolute purpose and meaning. You will sell a million more clubs. When you see Corey wearing it, where you see Hovland wearing it, where you see Louie wearing it, Hatton wearing it. Fido's got to wear Nike, but he's playing it. That is a brand story. No bullshit. No social media chatter. No ridiculous PXG ads on TV that make no sense. This is the authentic work. Your club works. We're sort of uh, silent about it. Let the product do the talking. Opposite of that, FanDuel signs Jordan Spieth. Does that make sense? And here's the quote that they made Spieth say. I'm excited to work with FanDuel to engage golf fans in a new way and hopefully introduce an entire new fan base to the sport. You won't. You won't. No one is being introduced to a sport because of Spieth, of this sport, because of Spieth's engagement with FanDuel. None. Fan, here's the real quote. Spieth, I love the money FanDuel's paying me. FanDuel. We need the money, so we're going to invest in speed. Because right now, DraftKings is kicking our nuts in. Just be honest about that. Listen, if I was, if I was the FanDuel influencer guy, I'd say, listen, here's what we're going to say. We're getting our dick kicked in by DraftKings et al. We need to have credibility in the sport. Jordan Spieth is a legend in this game. A legend in this game. He's a great human being. He's a great ambassador. He's exceptionally bright, and he's a star. And we need him 
And so we're going to put money into Jordan Spieth to make sure our product gets some light on it. And we're going to prove it. We're going to make our FanDuel product better for you. Because we suck right now. And we're going to pay Jordan Spieth a ton of money to do it. That would be the greatest ad campaign ever. Would they ever say it? No! Introduce an entire new fan base to the sport. You're not! Ever! You've lost me. That is hocus pocus. That is influencer bullshit. We're getting our ass kicked. We need more visibility. There's your campaign. So many directors of influencer marketing have never influenced anyone. Look it up. Look it up on the major brands that we're talking about. 10 followers. But they're, they're the media, they're the media uh, 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 interface. They're the influencer interface. They've never influenced anybody. Paper pushers. All they do is email things. Is this done? The brand is self-propulsion. FanDuel, Ping, anything, DraftKings is self-propulsion. Trillions of dollars behind it. You, NBC cannot fail. But don't, don't tell me you understand the audience that's paying the money. It's been my biggest beef with everything here. Because when things get sticky, you have no idea how to script it. They've never built anything. They've never influenced anything. That is what you say as a brand. Be absolutely honest. And Ping is doing that unintentionally by saying, hey, we get the best shit. We get the best players. Go out and play it. We're going to win a bunch of tournaments. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Here's a hat. That's how you do it. That is believable. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I do get it. Let's hire an influencer. Has no idea what is influencing the market right now. None. Zero. None. Just like NBC and CBS, which I love. A lot of the talent there is so fantastic. I love Dottie Pepper. I love Nick Faldo. But doing McKenzie Tour recaps or, or Champions Tour recaps in the middle of a broadcast, mid-putt, clutch putt for all of us, for Finau, that's going to win us a ton of money, a McKenzie Tour stuff or social media account recap for, for pro tours, for pro players. We know that. We can go if we cared about it, we Google it. Anything that's happened two days ago is old news. We knew it real time. I don't need to I don't need for NBC or CBS to recap me what happened on a tour a week ago that largely I don't care about. Or Nan, Jim Nance. Love Jim Nance. Don't tell me about your fan duel picks. It's contrived. It kills your brand. Kills it. But that's it. You hire people who have never influenced anybody, who have never built anything, who have never marketed anything. You got people in this industry in DFS 
who could run circles around you in content or influence. Nope. We're going to do it this way. Okie dokie. You want an example of a brand that I that should be spoken about in every business school across the country that won't be is NPR. Why? National Public Radio is stigmatized with National Public Radio brand at a time where radio is public and radio is probably the biggest anchor for an industry ever. What do they do? They revitalize themselves to become the biggest podcast syndicate in the world, largely, and then do tiny, tiny desk concerts and become the best content provider on earth. Because they understood that they weren't just a distributor of content, they were a creator of content, unlike radio channels or ESPN even. Distribution gets you nowhere in 2021. I can distribute anything right now. I'm distributing this. Anyone can hear it. What matters is what comes out of my mouth. NPR realized that. What matter, what, and what comes out of my mouth is results. That's what matters. And that's what, that's what matters Like to someone like Ping. We got results. We got a cool brand, cool hat. We're not going to fuck around. We just got to sign the best players and they're going to play the best equipment and they're going to win. And you know what? The influencers of this brand, like us talking about today, I post about Ping brand and there's a million people talking about how much they love their G425. That's it. That's how you do it in this day and age. The segment's brought to you by Lay's. Lay's. Bet you can't eat just one. Bet you I can't eat just one. Of course I can't. Bet you I just can't eat 10. Let's talk to Ryan and Josh. Cash Tiger Woods, y'all. Hello. All right, first things first. By the way, happy anniversary, Slep. Happy Thank anniversary. You. Appreciate it. Yeah. How's our NFT doing? <laughs> uh, oh, our CryptoPunk? Yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, brokering a deal with MasterCard right now. That was, that's the worry. We're, I'm going to be on my deathbed and just like, in like, be like, call Wiley. We got to gotta talk about the CryptoPunk we never bought. That was an all time bad move, right? Yes. Wait, but I, this email you're referencing, is it is it me? I don't know who you're making fun of. Is it me? It's your email, yes. I oh so you think I killed the deal? Yes. Okay. Well well, well I want to see this email because as the person who suggested we all buy one and then kept on sending emails suggesting we all buy one, I find it hard to believe I was the person who killed the deal. I said, let's draft something up, let's be ready to strike next week. You said no. <laughs> You said this is as good as dead. Go home. All right. So, so, um, a couple of things. Number one, best ball theory. 
I know this isn't an NFL podcast, but there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, you should never draft early for best ball. Clearly you should, right? I am – I don't – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm 120 I mean, lineups into James Robinson. I understand, but you, you victory lapping, you victory lapping the James Robinson thing is like victory victory lapping that event. I don't remember who won when Rom had to withdraw with the 10 stroke lead. Yeah, like, that's fine. I said he's going to win money. <laughs> okay, so my no, outside, you're going to win all of the money. I'm so fucking bitter. My have, outside perspective here have, yeah. is that. Matt was victory lapping his James Robinson shares way prior to ETN's way, injury. Way. When they happened, when they were acquired, these shares, everyone, um, Matt everyone was making lapping. fun of me. Oh, run pure, roto grinders, uh, establish the run, establish I, the injury. They're all making fun of me. No, I understand. Pete I will, I, that, make fun I, of me. I will give you credit because Thank you. you were you were on him. Every draft you've been, I've seen you do. It's you know we've been in a couple together. Every time you get him, you t- in another draft you tweet me a pick. I agree. You have been all. You know, I'm actually surprised that your number was only sixty nine percent when you put that. To that I was shocked. It's not. Because, that that's oh, okay. that's underdog. Whatever. DraftKings is absurd. Yeah. So you you had conviction on the play. Can't knock you on the conviction. And I think you. I know you thought he was a good play, even without an. Travis Etienne injury like so you were like hey you were like if there's injury there's a ton of upside even if it's not I still like this play I happen to think that you were overdrafting him but I I guess I'll never will never know now because now you're gonna win you're gonna you should if you don't you actually failed if you didn't win a million dollars you fucked up oh I've won multiple millions now yeah (laughs) Yes, I have fucked up if I have not won it because my other because you told me to stack. I don't stack normally, but whatever. We did it. Thank God. Here's a question from someone in my DMs. I got multiple DMs. Multiple too. About, about my you. absence last week? Yes, two. Okay. <laughs> three three negative, two positive. That said, <laughs> where is Slap? And I said he'll be back next week. So his question was. Thank you for having the podcast back. Also, can you talk about maybe some showdown strategy? Listen, I suck. I absolutely am terrible right now at full week golf and especially single entry golf. Terrible. Just brutal. But showdown, I find that I have some advantage at. Do you have any thoughts on showdown, Ryan or Slap? Because I love playing Friday, Saturday showdown. So I think my issue with Friday Saturday showdown is is everybody pretty much has the same strategy. Um I I only like what showdown. What is that strategy? Go to data golf. Oh, look, look at, at the stats, stats for the round. Yeah, exactly. Right. I like I prefer Sunday, right? I think there is a little more strategy for Sunday. You have not just one, not just two, but three days of stats at least. You can find guys who are trending. There's the um uh, the place points, all of that. Um, and usually the leader is extremely high priced and high owned and you can fade it like Harris English, like uh, Russell Henley, like a uh, John Rom. Um, but you seem to win a lot on, on the Friday and Saturday. So, yeah, I like showdown. I've had some success there. The, the thing I think I've noticed the most, this is just for Friday. It doesn't play out as much. The rest is that when the chalk bombs on Thursday, or if the chalk does well, the ownership 
it um, is polarized. So if you had a chalky guy who does well, he's even chalkier to show down on Friday. And if you had a, ch- a chalky yeah. guy that bombed, he will be nowhere to be found on Friday. Be- like because people yeah. are like have ar- they've already burned their lineups. Let's say you took, you know, I know you like Corey Connors this week. So let's say Corey yeah. Connors was chalky and he he's like three, you know, he's way outside of the cut line um, after Thursday. He'll he'll have nothing. On Friday, no ownership on Friday because he's already killed everyone's full slate lineups, and now they don't want to go back to the well. But it's somewhat irrelevant because on Friday it doesn't matter if he, I mean, yes, he's gonna if he doesn't make the cut, he um, killed your lineup. But that doesn't matter for Friday because you just have to have him do, scoring well. And and obviously, if you liked him on Thursday, that was a much bigger sample size of why you liked the player than the eighteen holes you just saw of him. So to then put so much stock on how he did for 18 holes rather than the larger sample size of why you actually wanted to play him that week seemed like that's just kind of like a, a simple principle. You to gotta go see, especially on 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 well only on Sunday uh, showdown is that you've got to discount so much placement points in showdown in that you know the guy who's 50th versus the guy who's ninth. That's that's like it doesn't a mean bir- anything. Yeah, it's a birdie differential, right? Yeah. And so even though Gary Woodland sucked ass, he's not the right play at all, but you can't go really more backwards than you are in placement points at 6,200, but you can, right. you can run streaks, you can get eagles, you can get birdies. It's all birdies and eagles in showdown, period. Yep. And so if you find discounts for those things, I don't care what their ball striking was the, the previous day. That's the biggest yeah. problem in golf. My problem for years was that no one can improve. Kisner M, sorry, Kisner and Siwoo Kim from the Memphis to the following week where Kisner won. They were plus 28 to a win. They can improve. They can improve day to day. They will figure shit out. So if you can get Rory at 8,500, you take him. I don't care what he's done. He's going to get you an eagle or a birdie or a streak. Yeah. The the other thing that I've noticed is that the the studs are overowned in showdown. It's it's yes. it's harder for them to pay off. There's I mean the salaries are effectively the same distribution as they are in full slate, but they only have they have only one day to pay it off in, in a sense that you're paying for the safety in in like a high upside of a of a of a stud, but that extrapolated over four days it's more likely to you're more like to really realize that than right. on the on the one day and i mean i don't have the stats to back this up but i would be i'd be willing to bet that if you tracked like strokes gained and and wins or whatever you want to use whatever data point you wanted to track the best players on tour i bet the how often do, does a player get three birdies in a row is a lot more diverse and it's not like a straight line in terms of like Rom is the number one and you know DJ is two. It's not like that. Do you, do you, do you agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But it doesn't make it any easier to predict day to day who's going to get a streak. Like that's not, I think no. kind of like I, you're I, saying, staying on, no. uh, staying on guys who you like to go into the week and really leveraging ownership um, is, right. but, is really uh, the only yeah. way to win. You, you, just the the guys, I think was, you just know the guys. You just know the guys at value 
who are going to make a lot more birdies and eagles than the rest of the field. Connors, maybe the best. He seems to be always priced in the mid-range. Uh, Gary Woodland's a, a roll of dice, but he can put the shit together a lot. Um, and then you have to think about, okay, am I going to pay 11000 for the one seed here, thinking I'm going to hold these 13 placement points on Sunday or drop back? Because then it's completely pointless. <laughs> that was the Hovland play was the ultimate play. And he absolutely shit on himself yeah. on Sunday. Period. All right. So considering Slep has got to go for a uh, anniversary. Don't, don't, don't put this on me. Just, okay. Yeah. So considering that, um, let's talk about this week. We're going to do very quickly. Brian. Sir. This course is bent grass. It's long. It's par 72. It's 7,500 plus yards, small greens, tight fairways, tree-lined parklands. Tough. Tough. Any any input in this course other than just being an all-American, you know, PGA tough course? Yeah, that's it. I mean, people have, have, have made a bunch of comps. I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, we don't know much about it, but I think obviously Quail Hollow makes sense. I think Firestone makes sense, although we haven't uh, been there in a few years. I think... I think Memorial is a little bit of a comp, you know, uh, the type of course where you've seen the long hitters win, like we've seen Rom and we've seen Bryson win, but also like Patrick Cantley plays well there and Grio yep. plays well there. So, I mean, I think a lot of guys are going to probably have a chance there. The ball. Yeah, and, and a good long iron player is going to be a good long iron player anywhere. It sounds like just from looking at the course, looking at the scorecard, I do think there's going to be a lot of long irons in play this week. Um, mm -hmm. and so that may be kind of one place to go, but I think you're going to have a very, a very unique leaderboard this week. I think you'll see a couple of bombers. You'll see a couple of, of the shorter scrubs as well. So we're going to start a, th we started a thing last week when you were absent, uh, Josh called five. Yes. Five. No. Yes. What, instead of dragging on about every player in the range, you just say, I like this person and I don't like this person. 10 and up, 9, 8, 7, 6, period. Yes. Okay. So we're going to start with you. We're going to start in the 10-plus range. A, yes. none of this fucking matters. We don't know anything about anything, whatever. It's just chatter. But let's just, you know, you're a sharp DFS player. We'll talk. So you start with 10 and up, one yes, one no. Okay. I get to start. Thank you. I'm going to say... Yes on John Rom. Yes. Groundbreaking. Well, no, uh, because I think he's right. I mean, I think people are going to think he burned me last week, so they're going to fade him a little bit. I, I it, it is a little expensive. I just, uh, I mean, given the opportunity to say yes on him, I, I had to. I don't really, I don't know. I haven't really played with lineups as much with salaries, and he is, Pretty pricey, and there's I don't see where else we're we're going. But I've already made my 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 stance. Here is one I'm going to say, which I, I might regret it, but I'm gonna say no on DJ. Yes. Okay. And I I think he's gonna be low owned, and I usually like the hey go to the low owned you know expensive guy, but something's a little off with him. I 
he I was looking back to see how often does he just bounce back from a really bad performance. And you know, he you know, he'll bounce back over I don't like a, over a little bit over a couple weeks span, but I don't I haven't seen too many where he just goes terrible into great. And um so that he is going to be by now. Ryan. All right. Well, I'm not going to be boring and say John Rom, but obviously there's nothing not to like about John Rom. Uh, I'll start with my no. Uh, no to Jordan Spieth. I yep. think, I mean, really these last few weeks, we've seen not just the irons go, but the, but the driver's gone again, spraying the ball all over the place. And uh, when he's not gaining eight strokes putting, uh, there's just not a chance he can pay off a 10-8 price tag. Um, I do think his, his ownership will be lower, but uh, yeah, way off of speed this week. Um, I don't know. So I put up Roto Grinders with their uh, kind of ownership projections. I think they're way off, so it's it's hard to kind of go by this. Um, but I'm going to say yes, GPP play to Xander Shoffley. Um, he wasn't bad last week, but he wasn't great. But one of the things that I really liked is that he shot nine under on Friday. Right. Anybody who can shoot nine under, like your game is there. It's not far off. He just won a gold medal. Obviously struggled in Memphis, but shot a 62 last week. Uh, I think he's going to be fairly low owned relative to uh, where he normally is. So give me some Xander. Oh, by the way, I did not mention that we're giving away now six $200 single entries into the 200K for DK this week. And. Big T, Tony, who might have the most money bankrolled in DFS right now because he's won like 12 Millie Makers. Uh, he's the best. I, uh, yeah. I yeah. shamed him. He he re, he responded to win the $200 entry, and I, I shamed him into donating more, so he did. So we didn't have six. Beautiful. So we we did the – before this podcast, We I said – you tell me to stop, and I stopped on the replies. We had nearly a thousand replies to this. So someone named Beef Tooth, someone named I know Beef Tooth, Bubba Time, Cornman DFS, JD Holloman, V Peluso eight, and Cynthia underscore five. Congrats, Cynthia. Vince I was the one who picked you. Good for him. So what's that? It was rain. Oh, I was just telling Cynthia that you said say stop like wait a second say stop you were running a little thing i knew i landed on cynthia so yes. feel free to hop into my dms that one was on me yes happy anniversary hop happy into, anniversary <laughs> hop into josh's dms that's a good way to a good way to have a celebrate anniversary all right so my yes or no if anyone cares here we go all right so my i like i like josh's angle much more than ryan's but I will Shocker. be different in the fact that I will say absolute no, absolute no to Justin Thomas at that price because he is not good. Uh, I saw him in a three-wood about 500 yards push slice, and um, he just doesn't seem like he has it, especially for someone who's supposed to win this week on a course like this, which is driver-heavy. Uh, accurate driver heavy, but I will. That's my no. Uh, only because no one said him. I could say DJ. My yes is Morikawa 10K. I feel like that price is again for Colin Morikawa underpriced for a guy who hits a ton of fairways. 
But I also could say John Rahm because, yes, he's expensive. He burned a lot of people last week. I believe he comes back in spades. I mean, he was a video game pretty much for 68 holes of that tournament. All right, next next range. No comment there. Next range, 9K. I will start. My yes, my yes for the 9Ks. It's a ton here. Uh, but I will say my yes is Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, a terrible Sunday. It will throw a ton of people off him. But a guy on a course like this, fairways are important. Driving is, driving is a premium. That's my guy. The no, I love Louie. I love Rory. I love Bryson. I will say no to Cam Smith. I don't need any explanation, but I will say no to him at ninety five hundred bucks. Ryan, yeah, we are. Uh, we're pretty aligned there. I'll just go a little bit different, but <clears throat> my yes, uh, purely going to be an an ownership play. And again, Roto Grinders has him projected up, but with Rory there, with Bryson there, with Hovland there, with Berger there, there's no way Patrick Cantley is going to be that popular. Um, so Correct. I will take Pat, Patrick Cantlay as my yes. Uh, and my no is going to be Louie. It's just uh, he, he's got to come off the high. He can't make every putt forever. Uh, so no to Louie. All right. I am going – I like I'm, – I'm, I'm aligned somewhat. My, um, my no is going to be Rory. One of my favorite, one of my favorite plays, but I'm just not feeling it. Uh, given the way he's played recently, and and you know, it's it's the opportunity cost, like of who, you know, yeah, he's Rory's always a good play, and look at him, look at his price. But I mean, look at the other guys that I can have who just are just better form, and uh, but I'm gonna go yes to going back to Fina. Wow. Um, you know. The, I'm not scared about the. I'm not scared about the winning twice thing. I mean, this is not just you know some young kid who just wanted a tour and this. I mean, this guy has been so close. He finally got over the hurdle. I don't think it you know is going to take his his uh, mind off of the prize, which is you know maybe to win the cup. So uh, I'm 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 back on him. Go to the well, eights, then it's on you. Go to the eights. Go to the eights. Which is the absolute very difficult to fade range. Yeah. There's a let's see what's at the eights. Um I am on Scheffler. Yes. I think he I think he's underpriced and he'll be popular. But um yeah, I'm I'm not on answer. I'm never I'm never on answer. This Mm. is an easy uh, you know. The one that I, I, I guess I don't want to ruin the format, so I guess I can't say it. Go ahead, go ahead, say it again. Just say it. Well, I, I, I it's not or yes or no. It's a I don't know, which is Harris English. Yeah. Um, I worry about the the length here, and he certainly didn't play great last week. Um, but if you take a bigger, you know, view that just last week, he seems like a a fine play. I tweeted about the twenty twenty one pros who are playing ping golf 
Louis, Victor Hovland, Finau, Champ, Sink, Hatton, Connors, Harris English, Neiman, Bubba, Tom, Thompson, Mito, your guy, Slap, Mito Pereira. Yep. Haggy, and then Seamus Power. It, this this brand is crushing it right now. Crushing it. Um, most of the guys I like play Bing all, every week to week. I, I agree with you on, on answer. I am not an answer guy at that price, albeit you, I, mean, I will say no to Webb Simpson. Okay. I just don't, I don't find him a big, long, accurate driver of the ball. Um, I can say a lot of yeses to everyone. Uh, Scheffler is a hundred percent. Yes. At that price. But Connors is the guy this week for me. Long, narrow driver, heavy bent grass. Think Augusta. I mean, wasn't Connors winning by 14 at the Masters, it seemed? Uh, Connors just seems to be like the female of last week in that he's just circling the airport for a win, another one. And at 8,600, that seems to be real value for me for Corey Connors. That's my yes. Ryan. Yeah, it's it's a great range. I think there are certainly arguments for everybody. My yes is is honestly one of my favorite plays of the week is Matsuyama. So I loved him last week. He's certainly been trending in the right direction. And if you look back last week, what are the two best parts of his game? Irons and short game, right? He lost three strokes approach and lost one and a half around the green. He gained shot and a half putting. He gained almost five strokes off the tee. I mean, if he's driving the ball that well, I mean, the irons are going to come back. The... Uh, the short game is usually strong. If we're using Firestone as a comp, obviously won there by a lot. Um, played well at, at the Masters for people using that as a comp. So he's by far my favorite play, and I don't think he's going to be popular. Um, and my no is going to be the aforementioned Harris English. I think uh, he's due to regress a little bit. Uh, been a lot of golf these past few weeks and months, and I just don't love this uh, course fit for him. All right, let's go to these sevens. Quickly, the uh, Josh. We'll start with you. Big range, a lot of plays. And just can I just say no? <laughs> there's a lot of no here. There's a lot of no here. Yeah, uh, there's. It's almost um, like you build a balanced lineup, have a have a one in the sixes, and just skip his entire range. I love that approach. I hope are we doing a yes no in the sixes? I hope so. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, there's so much there's so much emotional pain in the sevens for me. I mean, here's what you think of it as who is the but, no that's gonna be popular? Yeah. You're saying no. The no that's popular? Mm-hmm. Nah. Wow, really? No. Well, well, hold on. He, uh, you're just asking me who's going to be the most popular in this range. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be popular. I, I think mean, so too. He, he's projected currently high. I, I don't. There's nothing for me in here. I mean, but seriously, every one of these players, ha- except for Varner, because don't play Varner, has caused like I've I've cried about Garcia, um, Tringale, EVR. I Colt guess Crack, I would Norin. I mean, I Harmon. guess it would. Streelman, Streel Daddy, he's got some, he's gonna stole, st- stole my thunder. I was about to come very hard with Kevin Streelman. Yeah, he, you know, he, I mean, 
if there's any, when I was in the discussion before about like streaks, I mean, I don't even have to look at stats to know that Kevin Stroman leads the PGA yeah. in, in streaks that, that, you know, for people who are going to DM Wiley that I'm wrong as a joke, but um, Stroman, he's the play, but, but he's not the play. Don't play any sevens, but if you are, it's Stroman. Okay. Brian. Damn. Yeah. It's still Stroman. And I think, you know, he burned some people last week, burned me a lot last week, uh, but still gained three, stro- uh, three strokes approach. So uh, definitely Stroman for me. And my no, um, I think this guy's a good course fit. I think he'll be popular, but he's been driving it so badly, as you know, from your showdown endeavors last week, Matt, is going to be Shane Lowry. Oh, um, terrible. He should fit this course so well. But he's losing three strokes off the tee every week, so just can't do it. I mean, I can make a case for Champ, by the way, which I don't normally do, and and Hoffman, which I don't normally like. I love Hoffman, obviously, and he has incentive to get in the top thirty. But I, my no is going to be Eric Van Rooyen. I think that uh, he blew his wad last week, and I just don't think he can put it back, back, back to back uh, this week. I don't know how popular he'll be. Um, my no is EVR. There's a lot of no's here. My yes, this is going to be gross. And just, just brace yourself for what I'm going to say right now because you're going to cry. I'm going to do it and say Sergio Garcia. Oh, uh, just go look at the numbers again. Come on, week. just say it. I mean, I would rather you do that than play like a 15% owned Keegan Bradley. So. No, Sergio will be really low. Um, I think this is a Valderrama type play. I, th- I, th- I really value driving the ball this week. Mm-hmm. Sergio will be no owned at all. Yeah, he's so hateable. Yeah, I just I actually worry about him more in a no cut event because yes. once he shoots two over, he's just going to shoot three over. And then, and then five over, over. <laughs> and then five over. You right. know, he's not going to yeah. come back from a bad first round, but no. I mean, That's great. he's certainly going to be low owned. That's for sure. Okay. The six is, there's a lot of stuff to like here. In my opinion, I, Homa, yeah. I, um, Lucas Glover. I will say, I will say Ryan Palmer is going to hopefully fly under the radar at 6,400. But for a guy who hits it a mile, drives the ball well, um, I think this at 6,400 is pretty good value. He's a hundred percent. Yes. For me, uh, the no, the no is going to be Leishman. Yes. I He's just, no. I just don't feel like he drives the ball accurately enough here to do well. Josh. Um, so well, in, I guess in good faith, the no should be someone we expect to have some ownership, right? Not just taking like the worst possible. Random, right? Because there's a lot yeah. of no's here. Like you're not going to play strap. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. This one's a little tough because he does have the length and he does have the birdie making, and but he's going to be popular. So I'm going to give a no to Keith Mitchell. Okay. Um, I don't. That's more of an ownership no than it is a, uh, you know play no but either way does he know. dress like he got the rented outfit from the pro shop all class with the yeah. visor the high crown and yeah but the I, but the yeah. open button shirt 
I don't. I haven't been studying it as yeah. much as yeah. I, should, I mean, it's but... it, it's it's that very nondescript outfit. Yes, the khakis with the blue shirt, right? Basically, Correct. So, right. Yeah. Okay. And here is going to be my yes, which is going to be a direct pivot off of the Mitchell ownership. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah. I knew it. This is disgusting. And by the way, I'm going to have a second yes because I wasn't able to play this game last week. No, don't take Um, him. No, don't take my guy because he's your guy, but he's mine this week. It's This is not my guy. Ortiz? I'll go after Ryan's done. If I if, if we haven't already touched, I'll come back. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay, go. Uh, so the no is really easy based on on ownership alone, and that's going to be Cam Davis. Uh, I think he makes sense here, but like when we see long par seventy twos, everybody seems to flock to Cameron Davis. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a no for me. My yes, who I was referring to, who is really one of Slep's guy. I mean, there's two, but there's one who I think is going to be a little bit lower owned. Um, he's made a bunch of cuts in a row. I know it. Here it he is. Makes birdies. Here it comes. I never, <laughs> the most nondescript golfer yes, on tour. I, I never play this guy, but Ever. what does Aaron Wise do? Aaron well? Wise. <laughs> I don't know, but he is showing up on every list and every comp that I make. He's like in the top ten, if not higher. Uh, so I'm gonna rip some Aaron Wise. I yes. can never describe what Aaron Wise does well. It's like, like I think Max. Homer, I don't know. Like I think Max Home is probably the better play. Yes. but if. Uh, but if Wise is going to be a little bit lower owned, I'll I'll be happy to play. But him. a no cut event, Aaron Wise makes some eagles. Period. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I like that. The guy I was gonna say with I think it kind of pairs nice with with Rom because <laughs> <then> I <laughs> it's a fucking charcuterie board. Che- yeah, it's a nice uh, cheese wine. It brings out the aromas of Rom. Hudson Swaffer. <laughs> I've I've seen some Swaffer floating around out there this week. I don't know I what mean, it is. That, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's you saw that he was his numbers yeah. from last week, right? Obviously, but I mean, six thousand yeah. no cut event, and I don't know. It's more that I just I, I there's nothing I really like in the sevens, so you're gonna have to play some uncomfortable lineups. So I don't mind doing that. In this, so uh, who yeah. wins? Who wins? So we can go to the anniversary dinner. Go one, be bold. Tony Finau is going to go back to back to back to win the FedEx Cup. Wow. Jesus Christ, that's amazing. Well, right. I, hold on. I said, Did I say too many backs? No, yeah, it's yeah. three backs. So no, it wouldn't be three because this well, one wasn't you, a back. I definitely think you would <laughs> like. I no, it's win back to back. No. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Ryan? I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to be boring. You know, I think Rom is actually going to win this week. I didn't bet him, but I think Rom's going to actually win. I'm telling you right now, get your bets out 51 to 1. It's a Corcon legend. God, that would be beautiful. I Corey have Connors. you on that, on that bet. That, that's all you, and we'll celebrate together. There you go. With some NFTs. Josh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, man. buddy. Ryan. All right. It's good to it's good to be back and talk golf with you guys. It's been what, three months? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Canadian Open twenty twenty two. We're doing it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't wait. That house looks so sick. Yes, thank you. It, Where are we playing like golf? One of the though? nicest house, rental houses I've ever seen. Like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. God bless. Bye. See you guys. So quick close. We had an 
I had a great week with Finau. I am team no screenshot on Twitter, whatever. But I'm a 100% pay it forward guy. I don't feel like I deserve anything in my life that I've gotten. And I want to help people out when I can. And so I said, I'm going to give, I'm going to stake and credit to Empire Maker because they were steak and fish guys long before me. And this is not that. But they were doing it long before me. They're staking $1,000 entries, which is just fantastic. I'm staking three $200 single entries in the Golflandia. Oh, sorry, not the Golflandia. In the in golf on DraftKings this week in the 200K contest. At this point in the podcast, we've already picked the winners. In fact, uh, Big T, Tony Niehaus from RPS, Run Pure, uh, Doubled it up. I was only going to do three. He doubled it up to six. Because he's a player. And he can do it. And I shamed him into it. But it's money. I can't take it with me. I get more satisfaction about helping someone in their life. Which is at any moment. Than, than I can get out of that at any moment myself. I'm not, again, from the beginning of the podcast, I talked about I'm not a Rolex guy. I'm not a stuff guy. I'm not a, like, anything. I wear the same shirt every three days. I don't care. What, what, What satisfies me more is that you're grinding out a tough life. This means something to you, and you can win something out of it. Win 50K. Fantastic. Who cares? I can't take it with me. I may die tomorrow. Whatever. Who cares? I'm not going to buy a Tesla. You do, you do life together. That's how people should work. Together as a community. Authentically, not words. But just do it together. Help you out. There you go. Anyway. Have a great week. So dark before the dark